welcome to the KuzaCast, where we interview some of the most influential people in tourism from around the world. My name is Graham Watson, and I'm the founder of Kuza Global. The word Kuza means a new dawn, and in 2023, we want to find out just how our guests are working towards that new dawn. Join us and subscribe to future episodes as we hope to inspire you with stories of strength and resilience in the tourism industry. Hello and welcome back, everybody, to Kuza Cast. We are here today with Oluratu Nglovu, who is the Managing Director of House of Safari based up in Maun. How are you doing today, Oluratu? I'm great, Graham. How are you? How's the UK? Good, good. Well, thanks. Well, yeah, all, all's going all's going well. It looks very positive into 2023. So, um, so yeah, so just give us a bit of a background of your yourself um, and tell us a bit more about House of Safari DMC. Obviously, Kuza Connect, my representation company, represents you in the UK, and we've been doing some great work to highlight your great work um, in Botswana. Um, so tell us how you sort of founded the company and your journey that's led you to this point so far. Okay, thank you, Grant. So as you mentioned, my name is Olorato. I live in Botswana. Um, and I got into the tourism industry right after Varsity. I got a job at one of the big DMCs here in Mao. And then after a while, I just um, I realized that, you know, I really enjoy the business part of it. And I would like to actually expand myself and my capacity. So I registered my own business and then I, I started um, operating. And then... COVID happened right immediately after I <laughs> after I started my business. Yeah, so, um, how that feels, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we just, uh, I've just been navigating, you know, running a tourism business after, um, you know, the pandemic. So it's quite different from what was happening before. So it's sort of like everyone is sort of starting anew and learning. So we're all doing it at the same time. So it's quite great. Yes, yes, I think that's the that's the beauty of the tourism industry. It's it's I don't think anybody came out of COVID unscathed. And I think that yeah. such a lovely spirit of of camaraderie and everybody helping each other get back on their feet because I have a I have a lovely um saying that I use all the time, the rising tide raises all the ships. And if the tourism industry can be that rising tide of helping all uh, all our ships get raised up, then uh and I think we're all doing a great job in that. So I think yeah. your your experience as a travel consultant obviously helped you a lot. So so how how is that? I mean obviously that's benefiting you now in in safari planning and and the execution of those safaris at at house of safari um do you do you constantly draw on the experiences from you from your time as a consultant when you're dealing with with clients from all over the world absolutely so when i started my job as a consultant it was always at the back of my mind that i was learning to start my business at a later stage so I tried to grasp as much as I could at the time. So I sort of got the, the logistics of it, you know, how you get an inquiry up to the end of it when a client goes back home. So I'm pretty um, aware of the process and how it works. So, yeah. It's, it's an exciting, exciting journey to, to be on. I really uh, love doing that. It's quite a, it's quite because every client is different. So it's quite interesting to always um, 
be doing the same thing, but in a different way all the time. All the time, yeah. And I think you know, obviously being based in Maun yourself, it, it definitely gives House of Safari that 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 edge when it comes to being on the ground. You obviously, you know, meets with the suppliers regularly and you you know exactly what's happening on the ground. So that's a, that's a huge thing to be based right there yes. in amongst all the action. So absolutely. So what has been the biggest challenge that you faced when starting your business? Um, obviously, we've discussed COVID, but, uh, you know, particularly as a as a woman in, in a leadership role, how have you faced any particular challenges and how are you rising above above them? Yeah, so it, it's not necessarily a challenge. I'll call it a learning um, experience. So when I started my business, I thought I'd be so flexible. I have time to do whatever I want. I'm not into the eight to five, but I was absolutely wrong because I learned that now everything is pretty much my responsibility and I cannot leave until everything is sorted. So it's not a challenge, but it's just... um it's a bit of a shock and it's also interesting to sort of get into routine and learn how to be organized and disciplined as a business mm-hmm. owner at the, at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, it's, yeah, that's what uh, you learn. I mean, and myself as well as, as a business owner, you, you, when you're running your own business, it's your name and your reputation on the line. And, and, Absolutely. and, and that's, I think why people are like working with small businesses um, because, you know, they, you get that extra special attention from the business owner because they've got so much riding on on their service to you um, to to yeah. the credit. So I think that's a huge benefit of uh, of of dealing with small business owners as well. How are you working in particular with with uh, fellow small business owners uh, in Botswana and, and sort of working with the local communities and and supporting their development? Is there anything particular that House of Safari is doing in that respect? So House of Safari has made it a mandate to make sure that we promote suppliers that actually, first of all, suppliers that are actually doing something behind the scenes to sort of give back to the community or the concessions in which they operate. And then additionally, we also have our social impact initiatives that we take part in, um, and that includes donations to the local schools, particularly um, to girls in the community. Uh, we, we once did um, like a a donation to one of the schools of sanitary pets, which are not uh, a luxury around um, yeah. around our areas. So it was really nice to be able to do that. And we tried to highlight that to our clients as well, to our agents that, you know, we are doing something with some of the proceedings from um, the bookings. That's great. I mean, that's a great, great, great initiative. So, you know, let's hope that that's obviously I think guests when they travel from all over the world, they want to know as well that they're giving back in many ways. So that's a fantastic initiative that House of Safari um, has implemented. I was at the Africa Tourism Leadership Forum in, in Gaborone in uh, in October, which was great. A uh, previous guest of mine on the podcast was Kwache Donko. We discussed at length uh, the way Botswana is, what Botswana is doing to sort of, you know, be, be a, a huge powerhouse of tourism. How, what yeah. is, is there anything that, that you can see in the next sort of five to 10 years that Botswana is doing to evolve the tourism industry that you are particularly excited about? Uh, 
Yes, absolutely. I like that Botswana is very um, serious about conservation and um, I see that happening. I see that improving in the in the later years. You know, even the poaching uh, problem that we currently have, uh, the government is doing a lot to make sure that, you know, that is sort of reduced or it doesn't take place at some point. So I hope in the next 10 years, we are at a place where we're not worried about poaching. There are a lot of initiatives in place to make sure that um, that is that is something that doesn't happen anymore. Great. Yeah, I think that's that's a huge, uh, a huge, hugely important thing in the in the tourism industry is is focusing on that conservation and sustainability efforts uh, because yes. that's one hundred percent needed as a focus in order to protect the entire industry and also protect the the flora and the fauna of the region. So it's great to know that. Yeah, it's great to know that governments in particular are making it a focus because we don't want to be in a situation and in 50 years time where we where we think you know look back and and think that we haven't we didn't do enough and i think that would be a tragedy so i'm so glad and i think that we we can sort of manage upwards as well in the tourism industry where we highlight the issues to the decision makers and the policy makers in order for them to to take action and hold them accountable when they don't you know i think it's important that that's done as well accountability for for things taking too long or anything like that. I think we all have a right to to ask those questions when they need to be asked. Just a bit more about about yourself. I mean, how do you sort of go about your your daily routine and what what advice could you give to somebody just like yourself? If you look at Olorato sort of 15 years ago, what what advice or even 10 years ago, what advice would you give to to that to that uh, young lady who's looking to get into the tourism in Botswana and advise her of how to navigate the challenges that that you faced and how you faced those particular challenges? I would say that you need to be a bit like disciplined because I found that, you know, motivation and um, that sort of thing doesn't necessarily work if you're not disciplined to say, this is what I'm going to do. Assign time, assign goals and be committed to what you say you're going to do and be consistent with your with your work. Um, I would say that's it. That's it. Consistency and discipline and research and understanding what you're doing all the time and making sure that you always give the clients information and help them to know what, what they're going to be doing in their trip and that sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so important to, to stay on top of trending trending uh, sort of things that are happening in the industry, what's, what's new, what's exciting, and constantly just publishing that and, and staying on top of how to enhance a guest experience. Yeah. And I also think it's important to to let the the younger people know that there are going to be huge setbacks um very Absolutely. yeah very rarely will hopefully you know, not another pandemic oh my gosh yes 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 i know hopefully nobody not. deserves to learn that way <laughs> no 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 but it's 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 yeah hopefully never again sort of two years of of almost zero traveling um yeah but yeah i mean i just think it's so important to to uh yeah, just handle setbacks very, very well. I mean, I know my 
one of my biggest things is when you're trying to get hold of people and and there's this sort of delayed response or and you just think you know you, you, it's it's trying to like chug up a hill in a way in a in a in a truck yeah. you know you just it does feel that way sometimes um trying to to generate business and and get the word out there and uh, but but it all it all works i think patience is also one mm-hmm. thing that an entre- young entrepreneur needs to learn don't don't give up yeah. after a few months you know, we, we're all, we're all, uh, we're all starting businesses, you know, a few years old and, uh, you know, especially during the pandemic, you know, none of us gave up and you found all ways to, to survive. And I think that's what they need, you know, young entrepreneurs need to be taught as well. Don't, don't give up because something isn't instantaneously, you know, don't give up yeah. after six months, you know, give up, maybe, maybe look, look some, I don't know, after a few years, but you have to give it a good yeah. go. Um, and I think that's, that's, yeah, what needs to be taught. And also we've discussed in other, with other guests as well about the importance of mentorship and having, having someone you mm-hmm. can rely on. So, you know, I'm sure that's probably in your plan as well, uh, you know, where, as your business grows to be able to offer you know, young entrepreneurs yeah. and young small businesses in Botswana, that kind of mentorship and advice. So that's, that's going to be, that's going to be a great, uh, a great career growth and, and business growth for, for you too. What, um, Absolutely. so we, we, you know, we've all, we've all had the the pandemic and we, we, we've all struggled a lot and things are starting to pick up now, which is great. So I'm so glad to see, house of safari generating business out of the uk and we just hope that there's going to be a lot more uk tourists visiting the the beautiful the beautiful botswana i love it so this i've had such a spectacular time there it's 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 a, a unbelievable country to visit you're so lucky to be doing this every day as a career um mm-hmm. what what would you like to see that still needs to change what what do you think if if you could have a wish list, what would be on top of that wish list of what would help Botswana and help your business and help tourism in the area grow? What what do you think still needs to be focused on that's not really happening just yet? Um, I would say for my business, I would like to see a bit more support from, for example, Asians from the UK who would like to have someone on the ground, someone who was born here or understands the product a bit better to be able to guide them in helping them make bookings for their clients. It helps us as a business grow, and it also helps us to sort of know um, how to give back with their contributions, with their with their with their bookings. Um, it helps us to redirect the funds that we want to to use for other things as well, other initiatives to help them. I mean, I mean, to sort of know how to use them as people on the ground, knowing where the major concerns and issues are. So it'd be nice to see a bit more support and bookings in that regard from um, foreign agents. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the foreign agents are are um, are the are the key. You know, foreign agents and tour operators. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think that I think you're doing a great job uh, going all over the place uh, at trade shows and getting your name out there. And and you've hosted a, a lovely fam a few weeks ago. Can you can you tell us a bit more about that that fam? How the how the agents uh, 
you know, what what countries took part in that fam that you organized and and what do you think their biggest highlight was? What what was the feedback that you got from the fam itself or like the, the greatest highlights that they saw? Oh, yes. We've had, um, it was four nights uh, throughout camps in the Delta, and we had um, agents from America, from the UK, Italy, and Romania. And it was really exciting to be able to experience um, that with them, because I I was going around the camps with them. It was um, camps that are new most of them or have been refurbished so it was nice to see the product as a new um establishment and the the agents really appreciated the product because most of them had not been to africa or botswana so they got to really experience firsthand what they offer to their clients yeah and it was quite nice we've made a family for life some of them were friends now <laughs> yes, yes, that's always the beauty of fams. You you get to meet yeah. legends from all over the world, and you uh, and, and you see most the most beautiful things. And it's it's such a beneficial way. It's such a lovely mm-hmm. such a lovely aspect of our industry that uh, properties and and some, you know ground handlers such as yourself go go to these lengths to to help the agents from around the world um, see see the beauty of of the country that they represent. Yeah. So, I think you know everybody. Everybody can can see from from the interview and hopefully look at your website. I can see the links you're going to. How how would people get get in touch? So obviously in the UK they can get in touch with me, Graham at, at gw at kuzaglobal.com. But you know anywhere else in the world is it? Uh, what's your website and your email address? My website is uh, www.houseofsafaribw.com or you can simply just email us at info at houseofsafaribw.com or olorato, that's me, at houseofsafaribw.com. Looking forward to hearing from everybody. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's going to be great. So I think 2023 is going to be a great year for tourism, um, particularly in in Africa. I think a lot of people are wanting to see those wide open spaces again after having been cooped up uh, with lockdowns. And you know the the Absolutely. beauty, yeah, the beauty of a morning safari, feeling the the sun on your face yeah. as you look at a herd of of elephants. Uh, you know, there's not nothing can quite beat a a morning safari. So even that's even, priceless. Yeah, and even if guests uh, sometimes you feeling a bit tired, uh, don't don't miss it. Don't miss that morning safari, and of course the evening safari as well. I mean, safari is just in general. I mean, you know the the drink stops, the sundowner stops, uh, overlooking the most beautiful scenery as the sun goes down while you sipping on yeah. your on your favorite drink. I mean, those those are if you talk about creating lifelong memories for yourself. I think those are the memories that people will always. Uh, always remember yeah. the rest of their life. Absolutely. Uh, Olorato, thank you so much for taking the time to to be a guest on Kuza Cast. And uh, we'll hopefully chat with you uh, in the near future to see how the progress mm-hmm. of the business is going. And I wish you wish you all the best. And and we will work, uh, you and I will work very closely on, on, on uh, highlighting your business all over the world. So I look forward to that. Thank you for the invite, Graham, and thank you for the opportunity. Um, See you again. I'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Olorato. 
And that was Olorato and Glovu from House of Safari, uh, based in Maun in Botswana. All the contact details will be in the text, uh, and also we've discussed them during during the podcast itself. So thanks again, Olorato, and we will chat again soon. Cheerio. Thanks for listening. And if you enjoyed the conversation, then please subscribe, leave us a great review, and even check out our Patreon page. Until next time, I'm Graham Watson, and thanks for listening to the Cooser Cast.